Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndra Kiera, and you are tuned in to an all-new episode of Just Let It Glow Podcast. Um, Y'all, I'm still on a high from watching Beyonce last night. I just feel so rejuvenated and energetic. I got on camera for a Zoom call this morning. I was talking. I was, like, mingling. Like, I was so nice today at work. Like, I just was so, like, it's just like, I saw Beyonce last night. I'm not mad at these little petty emails. Like, you can keep it. Like, you can keep the petty emails. Like, I had the time of my life last night. I was at the event of the summer last night. So, y'all can keep the little petty emails. Y'all can be rude and do all of that. Like, that's fine. All I know is that I lived my best life. I saw Beyonce. I had a good time with my people. Um, every, I'm going to just tell y'all, this is not like a spoil alert. This is more like some tips. I'm going to tell y'all about the show and like a little recap, but not spoilers because I want you to enjoy the show when you go. What I will say is for Philly to be the first, uh, city at the Renaissance tour, everybody ate, everybody ate. Everybody looked so good. Everybody, like, came dressed to impress. Some was, you know, dressed up full nine hills. Some people were more on the lax side, but everybody looked good. And then most was in between. But when I say everybody looked good, everybody looked good. The vibes were good. I'm going to tell you all the highs. The vibes were good. People that I was sitting around was cool for the most part. Um, we're going to talk about etiquette at a concert, too. But it was fun. It was hot as hell. Hot as hell. So to be honest, my number one rule to go to the show, buy you one of the mobile fans, the rechargeable fans, buy that. Because it's so freaking hot. When I say if I didn't have that fan, I probably would have passed out. If I didn't have a fan, I would have passed out. Other than that, I would say um, Philly allowed us to bring a water bottle in. So if you can bring water, bring water, make sure you hydrate a lot before the show. Um, I will also say leave as early as you can, especially like because our show was on a Wednesday, which is a work day. And it's kind of not in like a super busy area of the city, but it's in a very inconvenient part of the city. There were people, you know, trying to get home from work mixed with the concert goers. So when I was there, I, it didn't take me too long to get to South Philly, but we were on Patterson Ave, which is the block right before the concert, right before the venue. We were out there for like an hour trying to like get to the parking lot. So if you can, I say get dropped off. Only thing with drop off is um, make sure you live like, in a city area where there's like a train or something nearby because a lot of people were outside waiting for Ubers. It's not a lot of service. So just be very mindful of your planning and what are you trying to do when you get there. Also, don't act too cute. Don't act too cute like you don't want to carry some slides. Carry you some slides if you know that you're going to be limping or you're going to be barefoot afterwards. Just carry the slides. It's okay. 
you were dancing, singing, doing choreography, standing on your feet, especially if you in Club Renaissance, y'all were standing the entire time. Pack you some slides. It's okay. Like, it's not that deep. Pack you a slide. Pack you a little, you know, them little foldable ballet slippers. Whatever you need to get you to and from. Even put them on during a concert so you can walk out like a bad bitch in your heels when you leave. Other thing, um, I had like a charger, like a portable charger. Definitely invest in one of those. I got both of the fan and the charger from Amazon. Um, definitely need that because my phone would have died because I was recording, but it was just also like it took forever to even get into the stadium that like my phone was just dying. People were calling, texting. I was taking pictures and stuff like, you know, that type of stuff. Make sure you have a charger. That way you can get home safely and all of that good jazz. If you're meeting people and y'all like, you know, have different seats, Drop your location, or if you may have parked in the same parking lot as, like, your friend, send, drop your location, send your location so that they can help them find their, you know, way back to their car. Um, what else will I feel like you need? Excedrin. If you're somebody like me that get headaches very easily, get your ass to the Excedrin. Get your ass to the Excedrin. I think... Um, I think you should get there about two hours before the concert starts. So I didn't leave until after five. I knew the concert started at seven, but the concert actually didn't start till almost nine. So I was good. But I would say to avoid traffic, try to get there like two hours before the start of the concert, just so that you can have time to park, use the bathroom, get you something to eat, drink, take good pics, because it was so hot. Everybody here was sweating out. My edges maintained for the most part, but I would definitely say, like, make sure, you know, you do what you need to do. Um, another tip I would have is um, definitely just go with people that's going to understand the assignment and that their vibe is going to match your vibe and you're going to have a good time with. Like, definitely, if you a Beyonce stand, go with a Beyonce stand. If you with somebody that kind of just want to see her in concert or, like, they just want to go because it's the thing to go, but you a stand, go with some stands. Also, know what you're paying for. Like, before, I would say, understand that when you pick Club Renaissance, it's standing room only. Y'all are picked in that bitch like sardines. It's hot. Everybody's going to be on you. Don't catch attitudes. Don't be nasty. Help your fellow person. Like, make sure other people are okay because it's so hot. And we are black people. We radiate heat. Also, I wore a silver top that, yeah, like a silver top. I want to say it was cute. It ate, but I felt like the heat was bouncing on me. And I felt like I was sitting like a damn baked potato wrapped up in aluminum foil. So that's why, hence, bring a fan. But definitely, everybody's wearing, like, this these light, bright colors. It's a lot of people. Like, don't be nasty. Be very kind. We're all here to see Beyonce. We're all here to enjoy it. Like, make sure that you are actually, like, friendly and nice and somebody might be hot. Like, help them out, you know, or don't get so upset if somebody step on your feet. Just know what you paid for. This is a Beyonce concert. Don't get mad. People are going to get up and dance. 
And if you want to sit in your seat, you can sit in your seat. But the person in front of you, if they want to stand and see Beyonce, they're going to stand. Because we came to a concert. Me, personally, I stood up when I could. During the interludes, I sat my ass down, you know. And also just prepare to have a good ass time. I would say stay in the moment. Record what you can, but just enjoy the concert. Like, you don't have to record the entire concert. She's going to come out with a film. You having your own is not that deep. Like, just enjoy the concert because there's a lot of stuff that's happening during the show that they don't pick up on a jumbotron. So you might see, like, some more theatric stuff, but you're trying to record and see everything. You're not really getting the moment. Um, And sing down. Have a good time. Now, another thing about etiquette. I feel like, for me... I have, you know, smoking weed ain't a problem for me for the most part. But I do feel like y'all just be ODing. Ain't no reason why at a Beyonce concert, you got to roll up 10 times. (coughs) 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 There's no reason why you got to roll up 10 times during a Beyonce concert. It's not even giving it. It's an outdoor concert. It's hot as shit. Is lights flashing everywhere. Nobody wants to smell. It's smoke from her stage. Not everybody want to inhale that much smoke. And everybody's not a weed smoker. So when you kind of like, you know, spark up in the parking lot, if you choose to even roll one up one time when the show is going on, but afterwards, cut it out. It should be no reason why you're literally in a concert rolling up. It's not that deep. It's that so aggy. And I'm not, like, a person that's like, oh, don't smoke weed. Like, do what you can. Like, everybody do what you need to do. But just be mindful. Like, don't be excessive. Enjoy the show. Because at this point, it be giving crack. Like, it definitely give crack. Like, be, be fucking serious. Like, I, I was so irritated. I'm on live, y'all, and my friend said, girl, somebody dropped weed on my head. See, that's what I'm saying. Cut it out. Cut it out. Just smoke before the concert. Smoke before the concert. Like, Philly is always going to draw and do the most. Speaking of, if you are going to the show, during energy, when she says mute, why talk? Just mute. Just mute. Like, y'all just be wanting to be, like, like y'all, like, it's real Delulu because y'all really think Beyonce going to hear you scream. Like, Beyonce going to hear your scream and know that it's Sha- Shaniqua or Sarah in row 257. Like, nobody knows it is. Somebody in my row was pissing weed down to somebody. Yeah, it just get real ghetto. Like, put, do it in the parking lot. Like, Beyonce is really somebody for everybody. Like, young people love her. Older people love her. You know, the pastor loves her. The stripper down the street love her. Like, everybody love Beyonce. But everybody don't want to smell you. And y'all don't even be having good weed. Let's really talk about it. It's not even good weed. It's the type of weed that stink. It's, the, it's that weed that's, like, a little cheap. And y'all be... Uh, it really don't even be the weed. It's the uh, roll-up. Like, at least use a clean roll-up. Like, why would you want us to inhale that tobacco? Like, get you some clean papers, please. 
please, please, please. Like, that's the part that really pissed me off. What else that I wanted to get into about the show? Like, what would I tell somebody? Yeah, just definitely get there early. If you're going to have some drinks, have some drinks. Definitely try to drink before. Then um, drink a lot of water. It's so hot. It's just, like, I'm going to be honest. Going to a Beyonce concert is a natural high. It's not something I feel like you need to be drunk for to have a good time. Drink your water. If you don't drink shit else at this concert, drink some water. It was like 100 degrees in that stadium. Especially if you're not in a, like, Philly's not a dome. It's like open space. But it's like, it's a bunch of, it's, it's closed up for the most place. It's not like open air, really. So, I really enjoyed it. Um, now, let's talk about the experience. I loved everything about it. I have no complaints about this show other than, like, the people. Um, but other than that, a lot of people were, like, passing the... You know, the vibe check. Everybody was up dancing. Everybody dressed down. Everybody looked good. I can't really say too much. There were, like, a few people, like, you could tell there was, like, you know, out-of-towners, not really, you know, just wanted to go see Beyonce for the first time. Um, it was just a good, a good-ass show. I feel like in a link um, where ours is, our stadium, it's really not any bad seats there. Like, all the seats are pretty good. So don't, you know, feel bad if you're not in other seats. Like, I had really, really great seats. And I was I was on the upper levels, not like 200. I was like an 100 level. Um, so that was dope. Um, she sings down the first beginning of the half. Don't sleep on the R&B. It was an amazing time. I was singing my heart out. I can't even post a lot of videos because I probably was singing my damn heart out. Like, I don't know. Like, Dangerously in Love, my best friend, Tyja, can sing. And I told her when we was, like, in high school, I was like, yo, Dangerously in Love is my favorite song. If I ever get married, you got to sing that song. I'm going to try to become real-life friends with Beyonce so Beyonce can sing that. But if not, my best friend can sing it. Um, But that's my favorite song. Like, to be honest, like, she was performing songs like, Dangerously in Love, Crazy in Love, Nighty Girl. Those were all songs from her first solo album 20 years ago. Like, legit 20 fucking years ago. Um, somebody said, get some Tiger Bomb. My damn knees hurt. Yeah, you need all of that. You need you need icy hot packs, especially if you was wearing heels. Um, definitely get you some Dr. Show slides, something. Uh, take a little Epsom salt bath because one, you walk into the concert, you walking into the lots, you walk in um, to uh, to get up the steps. Sometimes it's, it's a lot of walking and it's a lot of dancing because you're because for some reason you feel like you got superpower and you can keep up with the boom and the kicks of Beyonce's dancers because you couldn't tell me I was in Honey Balenciaga. Uh, shaking my little hip and shit and thinking that I could do something. No, I can't. I can't dance. It's not for that. I didn't even stretch. Um, but yeah, um, Beyonce is like celebrating her 20th year of being a solo artist. She sung a little bit of Destiny's Child here and there. But the show is really focused on the renaissance. Definitely like a show you don't want to miss. Like it was just so good. Also, we had some like really special moments. Blue Ivy Cardi Carter, Blue Ivy Carter is the moment. She is the moment. Like that little girl, 
just have star power written all over her. Like, you really cannot go to that show and not say Blue eats the fuck down. Blue eats down. Like, she's so talented. She reminds me so much of Solange. Like, she looks just like Solange. She was really, like, so humble and sweet. Like, even Jasmine Sullivan was screaming, go blue. Like, it was magical. It was, like, sis had heels on, a full jacket. Like, sis ate down and was so cute. Definitely love it. Don't play with it. Don't don't play like Tasha K. Don't play with Blue Ivy name. Don't play with Blue Ivy. Like, you put some respect on her name. Because not only... Does she never seen a ceiling in her whole life? She's performing in stadiums with no ceilings. The girl is the moment. Don't play with her. Um, Jasmine Sullivan was in Philly. She was singing down. Um, there were a lot of ballroom legends there. Um, Kevin Prodigy, Kevin Aviance were there. Um, and she honored them. Her rendition, rendition of Tina Turner... Um, song was beautiful um she sung down for that i love 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 like philly definitely went up for blue like for sure like i loved it like i would like if i wasn't like having to pay bills and having to be a responsible adult i would follow the tour like if i didn't have like if i just didn't have bills and i just had an influx of money I would go again because there's so many magical moments that like every show won't feel the same. And I really, at first I was like, oh damn, why we gotta be the first show? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't wanna deal with the kinks. But Philly was like the first show for real. And they really ate, like they ate, 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 ate down. And I really, really enjoyed it. Like our energy was everything. Like it was everything that, um, the Renaissance team needed the dancers. They all have been talking about how good the energy was. Um, my friend was in Club Renaissance. He met some of the dancers, um, I think either before or after the show. He said they were really, really nice. Um, they've been doing a lot of, um, if you're a dancer, a lot of her um, background dancers are having classes in different cities. So definitely check that out. Um, what else? What else did I really love? It was just, oh, I love the ballroom uh, interlude. I love that segment. It was so good. They're so talented. The girl who does the sex siren part, keep an eye out for her. That girl, she did things with her body I've never seen before. Like, I wouldn't even be able to imagine doing that enough to ask God to make sure that I can do it. Like, like that girl ate um, Aaliyah Janelle. I've been following her for a while. She's a choreographer. She's dancing um, for Beyonce. She kind of built her career up just on her own and uh, really just taking control of her career. She ate too. Um, she did her thing. It was so good. It was such a good performance. I absolutely enjoyed it. Um, Carlos uh, Basquiat ate. He was on a legendary it's just everybody ate. 
Like everybody ate damn. But that girl with the sex siren and the um girl that does the body part ate. Ate, 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 ate. Like I like I swear, if somebody was like, DeAndre, I got this ticket, could you come out to Houston? I'd be in Houston. Like if it's free, it's for me. Like I don't give a fuck if we're in section three hundred row Z. I don't care if I'm damn near able to touch a plane if I reach up. I will be there because I would not miss it again. Like, I'm so glad I didn't miss this show. Like, it's so good. Um, Even, like, the staff that was working there passed the vibe check. Like, they were having a good time. They allowed people from the 200 levels to sit in the aisle, stand in the aisle of our row so that they can get a better view. Like, everybody just had such good energy. It was so lit. Um, our energy in the city was just good. Even like leaving out, it was no drama. Like there was no, nobody was like angry. Everybody just like really had a good time. Like I loved it. I think that's what everybody probably needed. I know that with the concert was something I was looking forward to. Beyonce loves Philly, loves it, loves it, loves it, loves our energy, you know. I just, like, really enjoyed it. I could talk about the Renaissance Tour for, like, 30 more minutes if you want me to. But I'm not going to do any spoilers. But it's definitely, like, I know people were like, oh, the whole concert on TikTok. So the fuck what? Every show is different. She's switching shit up. She's changing how things are going. It's flowing. It's beautiful. You don't know what outfit she's about to come in. You don't know how she's about to perform. Like, I didn't know that, because um, for a few shows, Blue Ivy didn't actually perform um, during the um, Black Parade segment. So I was actually surprised that she came out. I said, ooh, they got my niece around us ghetto-ass Philly people. Y'all better not do nothing weird. But everybody showed up and showed out. Like, we were cheering Blue on for, like, a good two minutes. Like, Baby Girl 8 and her Philly aunties and uncles, like, definitely showed up and showed out. Alright, now let's y'all ready to get into the mess that's been going on. I I missed last week's episode because it was the fourth of July and it was like y'all know I usually record on Wednesdays and it wasn't like really anything happening. But baby, on a day that I was usually recording, all hell broke loose with my cousin Kiki Palmer. And I'm like, why why is Kiki trending? Oh, Oh, okay, because she got a hater sleeping in her bed. And that's what it is. Um, So apparently Kiki Palmer last weekend went to go see Usher residency in um Vegas. Now, to be honest, before we talk about Kiki Palmer, I want to go see Usher's residency. I hope that he extends it. I know he's about to go to Europe, but that is a show I would want to see. Like, Beyonce is the queen no doubt about it you know she definitely is on the branch of the tinas and the michael jacksons but a lot of people a lot of people sleep on mr usher raymond and i don't know why i don't know why y'all would ever sleep on usher raymond because that show that man puts on i would go like i would go every night i'm in vegas I will go every single night I'm in Vegas. Like, that show eats. He come back in October to Vegas. If he's there in November for my birthday, I'm going. Like, Usher eats. Like, I swear. 
I would if Usher sung to me, I don't know what I would do. I would say, to be honest, Kiki Palmer was very tame. Like to be for real, Usher has been fine my entire life. I'm 32. Usher has been fine my entire life. He's been a star my entire life. He has been eating the boys up. Even the guys I had crushes on as teenagers are coming from the branch of Usher. They're inspired by Usher. So you mean to tell me that a fine-ass Usher, married or not, comes and sings any fucking song to you, you not going to shimmy shake or theatric or sing with him? Like, be fucking for real. The guys of this generation are so insecure. So basically, Usher sung to Kiki Palmer, and she had on like a sheer dress with a bodysuit, and her cheeks was out a bit. Um, and her boyfriend later tweeted, "You're a mom. The, this outfit, though, you're a mom." Let me first let me say something. Let me say something because even what you're talking about, I don't give a fuck which his problem was. Don't get on the don't get on Instagram and embarrass me. Do not get on Instagram and embarrass me. Like, don't do that. Because that would be the quickest way for me to act like I never met you in your life. I don't care if you share a child. I will literally act like I never met you in my entire life. I don't know who you are. I never met you. Who is this man? That would be, if, if it was any time for somebody. Remember when Offset got caught cheating and he started tweeting all that random stuff to make it look like he got hacked? That, that, that's when uh, Kiki Palmer boyfriend should have did. Just tweet random stuff that don't make no sense and act like, you know, you didn't really mean that. But no, what did this man do? Double down and defend his original thoughts. And for like four or five tweets, the whole Twitter, the whole internet started eating up, eat him up. And like Aoki Lee Simmons said, I don't know what you expected us to do about your, you know, upsetness or whatever. The reason you were mad at Kiki, we don't know you from a can of paint. We know Kiki. And for as long as we've known Kiki, she may get on some people's nerves, but everybody loves little Kiki. That's literally like the cousin that can kind of do too much. Like, but you love that she do too much because it's going to be a good time every time. Like, she's super theatric, super extra. She's going to make a joke out of shit that ain't even supposed to be funny. But you love her and that's your cousin. You're going to have a good time. You're not about to play with her. You're not about to play with Kiki Palmer. Like, that's not what you're about to do. Like, I don't get why he would do that. Because me personally, I don't give a damn if Usher was singing to me. I don't care if he wasn't even saying like a sexual song. He was saying, there goes my baby. Like imagine Usher singing, um, can you handle it? Baby. <laughs> if Usher sung, can you handle it? Y'all wouldn't talk about Kiki Palmer anymore. Y'all be talking about how DeAndre showed out on that stage. I don't care. Like here comes my baby. Like that's not even like a risky song to sing. Like, but if he would have been like, can you handle it? You know, what's the other one? Nice and slow. You know, all that, all that jazz. Baby, <laughs> listen. <laughs> I would have showed out. Like, I wouldn't. Kiki just said, ooh, that's it. Like, uh, ooh, just 
just grind your gears. And you know why grind your gears? Because you're insecure and you feel like you're not supposed to be with her. And for whatever reason, she likes you. She wants to be with you. Accept that she wants to be with you. But because you're too insecure to understand that she just likes you for you. And she might not ever be leaving, you know, like she would never be with Usher. Usher's a married man whose wife sits in that stage all the time. See, what happened was you now realize, damn, a baby really made Kiki finer than a mug. She is embracing that baby, post-baby body. She's finer than ever. People are finally seeing her as a grown-ass woman. And now you're upset because you know that she has endless options and you don't. Because I'm going to tell you why he's insecure. You know, back in the day, the aunties and stuff would go see Luther Vandross, you know, the OJs, hell, Jodeci, and everybody else, and was throwing panties at them niggas. Throwing panties. They, they would buy panties, spray it in there, put their phone numbers in the panties, and throw it on stage. And they man to be sitting right there at the Luther Vandross concert singing down with them they knew damn well that luther was about to take them home they knew jodeci was not about to take them home now maybe r kelly would have r kelly probably would have so y'all y'all shouldn't have did that but like they were throwing panties at these niggas like h-town all of that like they were going to these concerts throwing panties with their phone number and perfuming it all Kiki did was a cute little shimmy and sang along with Usher as a performer. I like, I swear to God, if y'all never seen the five heartbeats when um, Eddie Kane sung to that man girlfriend, that would have been me. That would have been me. I don't give a fuck what Usher would have been singing. Usher could have sang, oh my gosh, oh, and I would have been up there like, dancing doing all that stuff i would have been up there with him like i wouldn't have cared what usher did like y'all are just so insecure and then the rebuttal is well what you gonna do if susan sing to me i would wonder why the fuck she ain't sing to me i look good i can sing i bought the album he just here to keep me company like why would you be singing to him like i'm not gonna be like uh she's trying to take my man listen if my standards and SZA's standards are the same thing with all the success she has, that's a her problem. That's not a me problem. If me and her are able to be attracted and pull the same man, <coughs> that's a her problem. And maybe I need to get her with my therapist because maybe, you know, at least with Usher, I'm aiming for the stars as a woman. If she want my man, hey. <laughs> Have fun, <laughs> you know. You you want them crazies? <laughs> I'll take your rich man. Shit, why the deal? So what you gonna do if Rihanna think? Wonder what the fuck is wrong with her and why she wants you. That's why. I'll take a uh, Travis Scott. Shit, or what's her nigga name? It's I don't want Asap. He's a colorist, and I don't think he like thick women. So he ain't gonna call me no fat ass bitch. <laughs> So, yeah, I, you can keep uh, ASAP. I don't want him. But I wouldn't give a shit. I wouldn't care. I would not care. 
Like y'all re- like men's rebuttals be so stupid. Like, what now? What is SZA wanted or what is Summer Walker have at it? Summer Walker like her bum, so she just might take my nigga. But you, but don't give him back. Don't give him back. Do not give him back. <laughs> and Summer Walker take my nigga. <laughs> don't give him back because <laughs> she like a. She likes to date, you know, below her standards. Our standards should not be the same at this point. You rolling in millions of dollars, able to go to any award show, live your best life, got crazy endorsements, got probably all types of investments and shit, living like a motherfucking queen. And you want my nigga who work at UPS? (laughs) You can't have him. Shit. If Usher want me, hmm. If Usher want me and his wife is cool with it, I don't want the wife. Usher can sing to me, shit. Where are we at in time? All right. Scott Disick has said some comments on the Keeping Up With Kardashian show that's on Hulu now. And basically, he was saying, like, um, basically, he was saying, like, Chloe is the is the parent to Dream, and that she's the reason why things are so great for Dream, and she's basically like a third wheel that keeps the car going and all types of stuff. Um, I just think that sometimes a good aunt is just a good aunt because her brother ain't shit. I don't think it ever has anything to do with the mom. Y'all be seeing an aunt that you know, is stepping up for her niece or nephew in a way that you feel like a parent should, it's usually because her brother ain't shit. Her brother is lacking in the support he's supposed to provide for her child. The mother is still a mother and does what she has to do. So if the aunt wants to step up and do things, it's because her brother ain't shit. Her brother ain't doing what he needs to do. Like, we've seen it time and time again. It's just that these are rich, insanely rich white women that are doing really big things that we're sensationalizing the things that, you know, Chloe does for Dream. Dream has a mama. Dream be with Angela. Like, y'all just don't want to accept it. Despite anything that's going on with Angela White or Black China, whatever she wants to go by, you know, we're going to respect it. Whatever it is that she does on her, you know, grown woman, grown ass woman time, that does not negate the fact that she could possibly a very involved great mom. You know, Chloe is just a really good aunt. And we have seen that time and time again. I have seen so many people that are like, oh, you know, I'm taking my nephew to Chuck E. Cheese. Or I'm throwing a birthday party for my niece, you know, whatever, whatever. Because my brother is not around. I've seen grandmoms do it. That's taking care of their grandkids because the sons aren't able to adequately take care of their kid. You know, aunties. And that's what extended family are for. And another thing, Scott does the kids are horrible. Yeah, Scott don't need to be talking about nobody parenting. When them goddamn kids, children on the corner of his got 511 of nannies that they running out that damn house. That's who Scott needs to worry about. Your kids got hella nannies, are scary as shit. They talk like so monotonous. 
Them kids scared the fuck out of me. They're scaring away fucking nannies. Try to not even just their nannies. They're trying to scare away their family members' nannies. Fucking Courtney going to tell Kim that she gonna get rid of. Um, she needs to get rid of her nanny because the nanny said that Rain lied. He did. So Kim was like, he did lie, but I don't like that tone. So you want to fire somebody that does a great job for her sister because she said that your child lied and he did because you don't like the word lie? Girl, those two children you need to worry about. I cannot, I cannot with this show. I cannot with this show. Like, your kid lied. And then for you, Scott, you're sitting there dating kids. You are 47 years old and was dating 19-year-old Sophia Richie. Then he was dating, um, what is Lisa, Lisa from Beverly Hills? What is Lisa's last name from Beverly Hills? With the um, flips. She wear the Mary J. Botch flips. Anyway, her, she was, he was dating her daughter and her daughter didn't even make it to 21 yet. So those are the children you need to be worried about. Don't worry about Dream. She good. Lisa Renna. Thank you, Jada. Yep, Lisa Renna. He was dating Lisa Renna daughter. And it's like, you need to worry about that. Y'all be worried about the the wrong things. Y'all sitting here trying to make Black China seem like the crazy one. Like, y'all ain't doing no freaky ass shit over there, y'all damn self. And that's why I can't watch the Kardashians. I really can't. Because it's, it's just too much. It's ghetto as hell. It's stupid. They always making a retard. I can't even say that word more. Stupid ass comments about the stupidest shit and they think they try to be slick now chloe wanted to go backpedal and apologize on the way that the editing was and it's not about the editing it's the fact that you allow that narrative to go when you should have knocked it off on the head and just been like i'm just a good aunt i ain't her parents she got parents you know i have a little girl she likes to play with dream I get dream because it makes true happy and I love to have her around. That's all you got to say. You ain't the first auntie. You ain't the last auntie and you ain't the best auntie. Y'all come up with this false shit. And it's weird because when black China or even Tokyo Tony start showing her ass about y'all and how y'all do things, y'all want to play victim because it doesn't feel as comfortable to y'all as you know y'all nagging ass ways of getting on each other nerves because they're very direct with the shit y'all do you knew what you implied you knew what scott was saying you should have nipped it in the damn butt because if i if i'm just somebody that is good with my nieces or nephews and i just like having them around we're gonna have pajama parties and we're gonna have a good time and we're gonna have fun together then we're just gonna have fun together it's never ever gonna give like Oh, I'm the mom. I'm not the mama. I'm not the mama. They got a mama. They got a daddy. I'm a good ass aunt. Period. Like, you wouldn't even play like that. You knew what that was going to imply, but you take compliments any way you can get it, and that's your insecurity. We ain't done. So, it was announced today, July 13th, that the SAG um, organization, the Screen Actors Guild organization, is also going to go on strike along with the Writers Association in Hollywood. And this is why this is important, because when the writers strike, they're, they're basically striking because between streaming platforms, um, 
residuals and the fact that they're contracted for work that only takes two months out the year, but they're contracted for a full year and can't work nowhere else is a problem. So I saw a TikTok, I think I talked about this before, where a woman was saying that she worked on, I want to say, the TV show Atlanta, I think so. So she said the first year she worked on that show, she made like $100,000. The next year, they was on hiatus, and she could not really, she couldn't, um, she was contracted to that show, so she couldn't work another show, and it was on hiatus for a year. She only made $38,000. So imagine one year at your regular job, you work for one year, your same job, and they tell you, I'm going to put you in a non-compete. That means you can't work with nobody else, right? So you work that first year and you make well above six figures. The following year, they put you on, let's say, what is it called? Um, They lay you off, but tell you because of your non-compete, you have to be contractually obligated and can't work another job or you have to pay them. That's literally what's happening with these writers and it's happening often. Also, the actors are not receiving royalties of abundance because they have not found out a way to account for the money with streaming platforms. So it's no like, you know, for every time it used to be like for every time like a show goes in syndication so if you play an episode of parker's on bet an actor could get one cent per episode played or something like that so each household that watch parker's on bet that day they get a penny so let's say on bet six million people watched um parker's the episode of parker's that was in syndication on bet uh Monique will get a penny off of that. So what is that, like $60,000 or some shit? Like, that's how you get residuals or something. They're not getting that at all. Um, Brandy Evans from P-Valley just talked about how when P-Valley is now streaming on um, Stars, and I see it every time I open the app, like it's up there. You can go out, sometimes watch old shows I watch before, before I go to sleep. She received residuals for 22 fucking cents. For a very recent show that's in a hiatus because it's not going to come out until the next year. The CW, during the writer's strike, they said to account for the lack of writers and their funding, they're going to cut two major characters off the show. So yeah, if I was these actors and they feel like they can write without writers and they're using AI and all this shit, I'll fucking walk too. And you use AI to get my to be me, I'ma sue you. If you use my likeness to play me in a TV show, I'ma sue you. Like, period. Like to do that to actors, to working actors, working writers, producers, and pe- all the people who attribute to these shows is very disgusting. Definitely go on strike. Um it support, you know, the actors guild if you can, you know. They probably gonna do like a blackout thing, like so. Just support if you got a favorite TV show. Support those actors. Figure out what they you know want to do. If they're saying don't stream, cut your streaming off for a week, and let's hit them in their pockets because these people need to be paid. And it's crazy because networks are receiving so much fucking money in streaming, so much money in streaming, so much money. If they weren't making money. 
they will get rid of these streaming platforms. They're making so much money and it's less labor and it's cheaper work. Like they don't even have to pay for commercials half the time anymore. Like they are getting ad spaces. Like you can play an ad on freaking Hulu. You can anybody can do it. Like they don't have to wait for the big budgets anymore. Like they're making money from doing so much less. They're only doing like they used to do twenty two episode seasons. These shows only give you like ten episodes and able to wait ten two years to pay these people out. Like it's so crazy. So I definitely would say support the um, Screen Actors Guild and the Writers Association during their strike. So this week we're going to talk about for the glow up is going, it's my favorite part of the show. This is where we just talk about how we're going to level up, how we're trying to move forward, trying to heal, trying to like get our mind right, how we want to protect our peace and all good things like that. You know, one um, thing I'm learning, I ain't going to say that I'm an expert. I have to learn when to let things go. Like that's what subjects, that's with things that make me angry. That is with things that no longer serve me. You know, relationships, work, everything in between. I just have to learn how to let shit go and let it be where it's going to be and trust that I'm making the right decision. And I think a lot of the times with letting things go, it's hard because you think that you're making a mistake or that you're moving too prematurely or you're over questioning yourself or you're like, well, what if, what if, what if like, you just got to take that plunge. It's like when you get a new job, like when you're kind of holding on to your old job, but you already got the new job, but you scared to say you got the new job because you're trying to make sure like the new job don't fall through, but you done did the paperwork, you did the drug test, you did all the interviews, you done did your onboarding paperwork and you still trying to hold on to that old job. Like, Ooh, I'm scared to let go. I'm, I'm scared to get, this new job I'm scared to like step forward like we just have to learn how to like let shit go like just let it go and like let it like just fall by the wayside and just know that everything is going to happen the way it's supposed to like even with relationships like I feel like any in this any relationship we keep trying to fix shit that ain't that's unfixable like you can't fix anything with people if you don't know what the problem is like, if I don't know what your issue is with me, I don't know how to fix that. And if it's constantly an issue, then I'm a, I just got to chalk it like, all right, well, it's not for me to fix. I don't know how to fix this. I'm going to leave it alone. Like, you know, like how you be in a relationship and it's like seven days straight you beefing with a person. But on that eighth day, you finally cool for ten, two hours. And then it's a problem again. It's like, let it go. Let it the fuck go. Because at this point, you're just holding on to the memory or for an idea in your head that you don't want to remove yourself from the script. And that's a lot of things like a lot of us do. We create a script in our head about exactly how things going to do. We fantasize it. We plan it, put it into motion. We felt like we manifested this. And so I got to stay in it. And I got to stay on this script before I try to move away from it. And it's like, no, that script changed. I got to jump on this script and leave that one right where it's at. Like, I'm on a new script now. Like, I got to let that shit go. 
like this person I thought this was, I probably fantasized this motherfucker's personality and sat here and thought that this was about to work. This is about to be a dream come true. This is about to be the life I set for for myself. And it's like, no, this is not working. This is not the person that you have thought them to be. It's not going to be that thing. Go on, leave it in the past. It's not a mistake. You're not missing out on nothing because what's for you will never miss you. So if something is supposed to be for me, if I'm supposed to have this job or be in this relationship or, you know, move to this city or go to this um, event, it wouldn't be that fucking hard. And not saying these things don't take hard work. But they won't take so much of your energy that you're miserable. Like, if anything is, like, literally making you miserable and lash out at the wrong things, like, I got to let it go. Like, I got to let, like, hence the show, like, just let it glow. Like, I came up with that because I just wanted to learn how to leave shit in the past and grow and glow up from it. Like, I don't want to keep holding on to stuff that's just not important anymore. Like... You know, earlier this year, this is a crazy analogy. Earlier this year, me and my friend was reading a book that everybody was just talking about on TikTok. Everybody was talking about how good this damn book was. I tried to read it on paperback. It was boring as hell. I tried to read it on the train on my way to work. I tried to read it at lunch at work. I tried to read this book so many damn times. I took a bath and pulled this damn book out and I just could not get into this fucking book. And I kept being like, I read books all the time. Why is it so hard for me to get in this book? What part does the book get good? Because everybody is going up for this book, but I did not like it. And I had left it alone. A conversation came up between me and my friend Allison. She was on a live and she was like, Oh, I'm going to read it. I'm going to get the get it on Kindle Unlimited, whatever. I'm going to read it on my phone. I said, all right, I'm going to read it on my phone. So I'm going to get Again, I could not read this book. I did not like it. I just had to put it away. Like, I'm like, I keep trying to make myself. Like, she even explained to me. She didn't even like the book. But explained to me, like, how far she got. And it's like, I had to leave that book alone because I read for my enjoyment. I read for peace. If I don't like the damn story, I don't give a fuck who likes it. I don't. I'm going to keep it moving. And it's just like with a job. Like, I can hate a job and my coworker can absolutely love it. Think this is the best job they ever had. They can't think of a better place to be at. Meanwhile, my ass could be sitting here and thinking like, oh, I want to go read a book um, on TikTok. Like, I want to have fun. I want to read. Like, I want to have leisure. I like to have life. I like to live my life. I like to have a good time. Like, I don't want to sit here and just keep, you know, living this mundane life and not happy and going up to work and being fucking miserable just because the safety of a job. It's plenty of jobs. It's plenty of jobs. It's going to be, even if the next one I eat, I'm going to go to the next one. But the next one, I still don't like it. Then shit, bitch, make me the problem. Maybe I'm the problem, and I'm going to fix it. I'm going to figure out what's wrong. But if I don't like something, I'm just not going to do it. It's just like, you know, one of the things that used to get on my nerves as a kid was somebody making me eat some food I don't like. Now I feel like, figuratively, we do that in life. We, like, force situations that just don't need to be forced. Like, if I'm 
supposed to be happy and this isn't making me happy or this relationship doesn't serve me anymore or this person you know is up and down it's highs and lows like the highs are really high and the lows are very low and I can't trust where to go in that situation I gotta leave it alone and just know like it's cool for other people other motherfuckers probably see them and be like oh my gosh that's just such a great person oh my gosh the best person Anybody that was that had them, they're lucky. They're lucky. And it's like, I'm going to fuck. Then let them. Let them have them. I'm okay without it. You know, I'll be fine. It's like we be sitting here thinking like, but what if that's your person? That's not your person. It's not. Because if it was, you wouldn't feel like miserable half the time you're with them. And that's not meaning like, you know, people don't have ups and downs. But it's like. Why stay in something where 90% of the time you're angry, bitter, mad, sad, like they're they're unhappy. Y'all are just holding on to something just for the sake of sanctity of holding on. Even for a friendship, you could be friends with somebody since you were in fucking kindergarten. But you could did as have two different types of ways of life. Y'all can be two types of different friends, two types of different love languages. Shit just don't mesh well. Y'all can only probably possibly meet up for the occasional happy hour, but you don't even want to stay too long because your friend gets sloppy ass drunk and want to go to five different spots that night and you only plan for the one. So that friendship's still not going to really work. You still got to remove yourself out that situation. And I think the quickest thing that we usually do is remove friendships, but we don't know how to do shit else. We don't know how to leave a man. We don't know how to leave a job unless you're forced. And it's like, we got to be cool with doing all of that. Like, if a job is making me miserable, you got, you on the three strikes. You three strikes. Like, sometimes work going to be hard and you got to stay and do work later. But if I'm doing work till seven, eight o'clock for three months in a row, I'm looking for another job. I'm not going to be miserable. I am going to be like the Europeans. I work to live. I don't live to work. I'm not about to be miserable. If a relationship or a friendship is just not working, I feel like we keep hitting a dead end. And it's always an issue. It's always a problem. You're not happy. I'm not happy. Let's move the fuck on. Deuces. See you on social media if you're not being weird. If you're being weird, fuck it. I won't ever see you again. Like, I'm so willing to let so many things go in order to be healthy. Like, if I just, like, and I know for me, a lot of things just start in the brain for me. And anything that just doesn't serve me well, I just got to leave on. And I got to be cool with letting stuff go and not being so hard on myself and thinking that I'm missing out on something like that. I don't really have FOMO about social situations. I have more so FOMO about life situations. Like I think like, Oh my gosh, you know, this might be the one or this might be such a, they, they're such a good friend or this guy might be the one. And if I just leave him alone, then I I might not meet somebody else like this or I might not, you know, or like anything can happen or we have to be friends. We ain't got to be shit. You got, what you got to do is respect me if that's not there or if we just aren't meshing and we aren't getting along, it's okay that we move apart. We can still keep it cordial and be cool. Like I'm cool with some people I dated in the past. I have no, 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 no desire to date them ever again. But I can say what's up at a bar, you know, 
if you're supposed to pick up a kid, I don't like it. But, like, will I go have a drink with him at the bar? Fuck no. No. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I want to see you a drink. Thanks. Cheers. No. No, I don't want to do that. Like, we don't got to date. We ain't got to go study. Like, we cool. Like, what's up? And the funny thing about me, when it's, like, guys I dated in the past and I have no intentions of dating again, one thing about me, I'm going to treat you like the homie up the street. Like, we grew up together and used to race up the street. It's giving, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Even people I was friends with, it ain't never no beef. It's always going to be respect there. Hey, how you doing? All right. You take care. With a job. I ain't never had to lose a job or get leave a job dying that, that I want to be. And I think that's my only problem is that I just always question if I'm making the right decision. And I don't feel like I make bad decisions. I don't feel like I'm irresponsible. I don't feel it. I never, I don't have a track record of being wrong in my discernment. I've always been, I just trust that I, I just have to trust that I know what I'm talking about and I haven't led me astray yet. So that's probably it for this week's blow up. I hope y'all guys enjoyed the show. I hope you guys go see Beyonce. Um, I actually want to post some outfits from the Philly show. So if you follow us, let me know if I can post your outfit because everybody ate down. And I just think Philly just set the tone for the rest of the states. Um, tour, like we came with the energy. We had so much fun. I hope everybody enjoyed the rest of their summer. You know, try to do as many things you do that can make you happy. Like yesterday, I was just on a high. It was so, I just was so happy. And that let me know, I just need to go out and do more shit for me and not worry about and stress about other things that I have no control over. Um, as always, you can listen to Just Let It Glow on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Amazon and Google. You can follow us on Instagram at JST Let It Glow on Twitter at Just Let It Glow and um, on TikTok at Just Let It Glow Pod. I'm going to try to post more content over there, you know, because TikTok is where you're celebrated, not tolerated like here on IG. So, um, yeah, and you can follow me at I'm DeAndre Kiera. Oh, no, it's just DeAndre Kiera on um, Instagram. So, thank you guys for tuning into this episode. I appreciate you all. Thank you. Bye.